This is Disneyland Devoted. and welcome to episode number one of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and I am so excited to start this new journey of podcasting all things Disneyland, and I invite you to come along on this journey with me. This is for the week of November 10th, 2019 and a very special thank you to all the veterans out there. We appreciate your service and everything you do to keep us safe. So this week's discussion is going to be on a very popular question that I get asked a lot and have even asked myself several times, which is when is the best time to go to Disneyland Resort? And that is a really great question and my answer is it depends. <laughs> and that's really because there are so many factors to consider when planning your vacation. You have to look at what is best for you and your family. Let us first discuss the time of the year to go. I believe it really depends on your objective or your goal. What is a priority and what are you trying to accomplish? For example, some people just want to ride every ride and just go, 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 go on attractions and just get as many in as they can. Other people want to take in some events like parades and things like that. Other people want a more leisurely experience where they're, you know, kind of meandering and, and doing that. And it just really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. So I have some categories, I'll say, that I use. And I think the best place to start is by asking some key questions and then we can dive into when might be the best times based on those questions and we'll look at the pros and cons of each. So question number one is are you looking for the least amount of restrictions around attractions? Meaning all rides are up and functioning and you can just hit attraction after attraction and all the signature rides are there and nothing's down for refurbishment and nothing's down for holiday overlays rather and everything is up and running. If that's what you're looking for, those are going to be your peak times. And just to kind of dig into just slightly about refurbishments, Disneyland does take down rides in some sort of schedule where they refurbish them. So that ride will go down for a period of time, could be a couple days, could be a couple of weeks, depends on the situation. And they do whatever, their annual maintenance, their whatever it is that they do to refurbish them, clean them up, what whatnot. And so that ride's not going to be available during that period of time. But typically they don't do that during peak times where they're going to have the most amount of crowds. And fortunately for us, their refurbishment schedule is available on the website. So you can look on Disney's website under attractions and you can change the date on that page to be when you're traveling. It, it really only goes out about 45 days from the current date, but it is something to watch. So you put your the calendar date, let's say you're in that 45 day window, you put the day of your trip on in that calendar for that page, it refreshes and it'll tell you the schedule for each of the rides that day. Not all rides open at the same time as the park hours. For example, attractions in Toontown typically 
open like an hour after the park opens. So that's why you may see some varying times and, and some other examples too. But when you look at that list, it'll show you, okay, here's all the rides um, in order that are open that day. And here are the hours of that particular ride. And then at the bottom of that list, you'll see schedule unavailable and close for refurbishment. And schedule unavailable, I find those to be things like holidays, um, like the holiday overlay usually says schedule unavailable if it's not during that time frame. So I don't worry about that as much as I do around close for refurbishment. So again, I'm on a particular day. I'm looking to see what's close for refurbishment during that time. And I actually will click day by date to see if I can figure out when it's coming back up. And sometimes that's important to me and that may play a factor in my scheduling. Other times it's just an it's just a factor of my vacation itself and it's not going to, you know, make me change my dates. It may make me very unhappy, <laughs> but it's not going to make me change my dates. So if you're looking for the least amount of restrictions, the best chance that every ride is up and running, then you definitely want to go during peak times. What are peak times? In my experience and probably anyone who's listening to this, the holidays, like the Christmas holiday time frame, is without a doubt the busiest time of the year. And that goes all the way to New Year's Eve. In fact, Christmas Day and New Year's Eve have had instances where the park is closed because they've reached capacity. And that's not a very common thing. And I've been in the parks when it's been so crowded, I can't believe it. So the fact that there's still room for more is unbelievable. So to reach capacity is must be just wall-to-wall people. I personally have never been on either one of those days for that very reason. However, I imagine it's magical. I imagine that it's like nothing else. And many people do it, obviously. So there's got to be something really special about it. I wouldn't say not to do it. Just prepare yourself. The next group I will say, or the next category I would say is... Are you looking for less crowds? And that's a real common one, of course. Um, Not everyone loves to be in the crowd. Some people want to enjoy Disneyland Resort at a little less peak time. There's a lot of benefits to that. It's The pricing can be lower because it's non-peak. Obviously, there's not as many people in the park, so that can be a little more relaxing. And you might be able to get more done because you aren't waiting in line as long for anything, for dining, for attractions, to just walk around, shopping, whatever the case may be. However, the con to that is, because it's not their peak time, that's a time they're more likely to have rides down for refurbishment or construction happening in the park. Sometimes it's walkways or shopping or whatnot, and the chances are increased when it's not crowded. If you're okay with that, and if you check the website and you look at when you're going within that 45-day window and you find that whatever's down for refurbishment in the way of attractions, um, is you're okay with that, then that's awesome. Sometimes you're not going to know till you get there, meaning if this sidewalk is down or this pathway is down or this shop, there's a lot of information on the on the website and I definitely recommend that you do your research, but 
some things may not be planned or may not be available and you may get some surprises when you get to the park. Again, if you're okay with that, then this is a really great time to go. And when are those times? In my experience, the times I've been where it's not as crowded would be when it's immediately following a holiday or a few days after a holiday, um, with the exception of Christmas, and I'll come back to that. So like Thanksgiving Day is crowded. The day after Thanksgiving, I actually went last year and I didn't find it to be excessively crowded. But a few days after Thanksgiving was a little less crowded. September seems to be an amazing month to attend because there's, it's in between holidays, right? It's in between peak summer and it's before the Halloween time rush. Now, Halloween time does start like in August now, so it definitely is getting larger, but it's just not as crowded. Um, even though it, it may be decorated, it's not quite the same as when you start getting into October and then closer to October 31st. I also find that before summer is a really great time, it's not as crowded. I find weather plays a part. So if you're, if you're in the area or you're flexible in your timing and you want to go, you want to try to, you know, take a chance that it's not going to be as crowded, I do find that if it's raining or cold or hot, it will keep the crowds away. So when we were living right next to Disneyland, if it rained, I was like, let's go, because people tended to leave the park or not go. Um, Disneyland is really driven a lot by annual pass holders, so people are aware of the weather and that can keep people away. And when it comes to Christmas, you have a lot of opportunity to experience the holidays at Disneyland Resort. This year in 2019, the holidays start November 8th and go until January 6th. And I'm not sure if it's always been this way, but in recent years, It's a Small World holiday went on even beyond the holiday season there. So you've got more time to experience that attraction in the holiday overlay, which is super magical. With regards to what time might be best to visit in that span of their holiday season, for us, when we did not live next to Disneyland, we found the first week of December to be ideal. It felt like the Thanksgiving crowds had gone home and the Christmas crowds hadn't quite arrived yet. So you've got a very nice window where the crowds are manageable and you get to experience everything because it's the exact same offerings from the beginning of the season till the end. So the last category that I'll touch on is around special occasions or historical moments. For example, when something is opening for the first time or there's an anniversary like the 50th, the 60th, whatever. So recently, of course, we had the opening of Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland Resort first before it opened over at Disney World. And that was a perfect opportunity for those diehards to be there on opening day. And if you watched any of those videos, and I know I watched a ton, it was super exciting to see the the look on people's face, like the emotional 
uh, reaction they had to being there the day it opened and when they did the countdown in the park and it like it gives me chills just thinking about it like just to watch them I was living vicariously through them and I found that to be so exciting it also looked like an immense amount of people so if you are okay with that and you want to be part of that special moment they advertise those really, really well. So at Disneyland Resort, we uh, in January, they're going to have a new attraction, the Rise of the Resistance in the Galaxy's Edge. That would be a perfect opportunity to get there and experience that. Um, over at Walt Disney World, I know they're getting ready to celebrate that park's 50th in a couple of years. And a lot of people are planning their vacations around that time frame. So Disney does not hide their special offerings and special occasions and things like that. So go on their website, go on Disney Parks blog. You can find out information and plan accordingly. Just set your expectations. It's going to be really crowded. And I think that adds to the excitement. So be sure to get your hotel reservations far in advance. It's going to be crowded in that area. It's going to be expensive, so start saving right now. Everything's going to be peak pricing. Um, Again, that is historical, and imagine the excitement that you'd be able to share with your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your enemies. (laughs) Look, I was there when. Super exciting. Now let's discuss the days of the week. So once you determine the time of year and then you want to move to when's the best time to visit, I know a lot of people tend to shy away from the weekend and that's understandable. A lot of Disneyland visitors come from the local area. It's driven a lot by annual passes, but there are several tiers of annual passes and many of them do block Saturdays um, and other times during the year. So that does play a factor. And with that, um, and the reason I say that right up front is Saturday is not as bad as one would think. Because as a working individual, as a, you know, having a full-time job, that's when we would go with Saturday. And I found it to be very similar to when we went to on a Sunday or when we went on other days of the week. That said, there are some busier days of the week that maybe you would want to avoid. Monday seems to be one of those days, likely because the annual pass holders who had a block um, are free to go on Mondays, and that could be a driver, or people are expecting the weekend to be really crowded, and so they think Monday is going to be a better option, but it doesn't really turn out to be that way in my experience. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those are a little less crowded. Um, Friday starts to kind of kick up a little bit. Um, So for me and my experience, I didn't really find that I didn't want to go on any days. I have gone on Mondays when it was a holiday. Um, I've gone on every day. But I think what supersedes the day of the week is the time of day. So let's talk about that. It is critical that if you are wanting to get on attractions right away, 
you must go at rope drop, which is when the park opens. Hands down the best time to go. You get to walk on almost every single ride. And the ones that are crowded, no matter what time of day it is, like Peter Pan's flight, it never is less crowded than first thing. Take Peter Pan's flight out of it and just talk about any of the signature rides. It's a Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion. We walk on those rides almost every single time. And many times I have gone on something like Splash Mountain and gone to exit. And they say, do you want to go again? Because there's no one in line. And that only happens at Rope Drop. I would go as far as to say that you don't really even need to use Fast Pass first thing in the morning. I don't feel the crowds start to get really thick until around 11-ish. So if the park opens at 8 o'clock in the morning on a weekend, for example, or sometime, and you can hit right then and go for three hours with minimal crowds, you can get so much done. Now, in future episodes, I do want to talk about planning and how to make that even more efficient. And I also want to talk about fast pass and the best way to use that and really kind of get down to that level of detail. But for right now, just kind of keeping it at the time of day, rope drop is best. Now, if you can't make it to rope drop for some reason, which is, you know, understandable, not everybody wants to get up that early. There are some other options where you can thoroughly enjoy, especially if you're more of a night owl. So like I said, the crowds start to to really file in around the 11 o'clock hour. So from 11 until 5, you're really talking peak time. Lunch, it just gets really crowded then. So that's usually when we like to exit the park. So we got there at rope drop. We go until around 11. If we're going to eat lunch there, that's a good time to step away from the crowd that's doing the attractions and whatnot. Have a sit down lunch, quick service, whatever you want to do. And then we exit the park. We always take a break right there in the middle of the day because it's so crowded and you need a break. And also in future episodes, we'll talk about that, but you have to build in a break. So we step away from the park and then we come back in around the five o'clock hour and either go to dinner if we're you know going to have like a reservation or try to hit some of those things like shows and stuff like that before we get back into the attraction circuit and to just kind of take a step back really quick between that 11 and 5 time frame Um, Besides it being lunchtime and people, of course, are going to, you know, file in around those eating areas, there's oftentimes a parade or something that happens around two-ish. There's the marching band. So there's something that's going on in the middle of the day that's going to draw those crowds. And if you want to avoid that, you need to be aware that there's going to be restrictions around where you can walk, where you can cross. Um, It's going to take you all the way around main street in different ways to get to the other lands which you should just kind of plan for some extra time especially if you have a fast pass or something you're trying to get somewhere at a specific time you have to account for it's not going to be a straight path at that point 
Now, if you want to experience one of those parades or that's really the only time you can do it, and I say that because oftentimes there's a couple of showings a little later in the day, but if that's the time you need to or want to do it, then that's ideal. Um, You can sit and wait on the parade route for the parade, knowing that most people who are going to watch a parade, I mean, they are committed. They are plopping or saving spots at least an hour in advance. Keep in mind the time of year that can be really hot or that can be really cold or that could be like so beautiful, but you have to really set some time aside if you want to get that very nice front row seat. Um, and if you have kids, you know, patients may not be there to wait a couple of hours. Sometimes I see like that designated person I was talking about where they save the space where others are doing things in the park and this family member has been selected or voluntold or got the short end of the straw and they're going to sit in that parade route and save everyone's spot. So you definitely want to plan for that. And, and I, I would just say to anyone who you know, has it in their head that they just kind of want to show up at last minute and then, you know, be able to find that spot. You just have to be considerate of the folks who've been there the whole time. And it can cause frustration if you, you know, someone's been sitting for an hour, hour and a half waiting for this spot, and then they're kind of getting crowded out of it. You know, that's not super polite, let's be honest. And it's not really the right thing to do. If you are interested in watching a parade, then you have to plan accordingly and you should know ahead of time that people do commit their time to that. That said, if you do get there and you decide, oh, I want to watch a parade and you haven't committed to that hour wait time, that doesn't mean you can't see it. It just means you may have to stand behind the other folks that waited. I cannot tell you how many times we've talked about as a family, oh, do you want to see this parade? No, I don't. We go do something, the parade starts, and they start navigating, <laughs> flocking to the you know, the lights and the sounds, and before you know it, we're actually watching the parade. So we just kind of stand behind um, the people that are maybe sitting or in the front, and you always get a good shot because the, the floats are very tall. And some of them are rather large, where sometimes you might have a bit of a viewing restriction as if there are performers at the street level. But quite frankly, I have never found that. I have always found that we can see what's happening no matter where we are. So don't despair that if you didn't commit that time that you can't see it. It's just if that's the main event and you're looking to, you know, plan your evening around the parade then I would just recommend you give yourself some time to find that right seat so you can make it as enjoyable as possible. So after the afternoon parades have ended or even the early evening parade, you might start to see some shifting in the crowds. You're going to see some people leaving because they've seen that earlier parade and their kids are tired, they're tired, they've been there since rope dropped, they're ready to go. And then you're going to see a new set of crowds come in because they're ready for the evening. Um, In my experience, some of the best times to be at them in the park is in the evening, right around the time of the evening parade. It is just our preference to try to hit the attractions when people are watching the parade, especially if we've already seen it. 
there's a lot of people that have that same philosophy, so you're not completely devoid the crowds, but it is a good time to take advantage of so many people sitting and watching a parade. But hands down, the best time in the evening is after the fireworks. Rule number one, never exit the park after the fireworks. You will add an unnecessary hour to an hour and a half to your exit time. It is mass exodus. It's like cattle moving down Main Street. It's unreal. Let the crowds die down. As soon as the fireworks are over, hit an attraction. Take advantage of that time. From the end of fireworks till closing is an amazing experience at Disneyland. I am often surprised about the lights that are around the park like you don't see them during the day but it feels like every tree has those beautiful white lights and there's lights on the buildings and you know bouncing off of the water and on main street it's just a completely different visit or something it's just you you really if you can i highly recommend you try to plan for that Plus, because it's not as crowded, we have definitely had very minimal wait times for some of the attractions. And in some cases, we kind of walk on them. It's a great opportunity to hit the attractions that you didn't get to earlier in the day or right again, those attractions that were your favorite. Um, It's just a, a less busy time to experience it. So again, if you can, It's just another way to get the most out of your visit to the Disneyland Resort. In addition, we tend to wait and do shopping at that time of day, just so that we don't have to carry our packages. Um, We may hit the shopping before we left um, earlier in the day, during that break time, or at the end of the night. I know if you're staying on property, uh, you can have your packages delivered to the hotel, but if you're not staying there, then this is just another tip to make it less cumbersome. Because let's face it, it is annoying to carry around packages all day long. Okay, so those are my tips and tricks and thoughts around when's the best time to visit, either the time of the year, the day of the week, or the hours within the day. Um, In future episodes, we'll dig into more detail around that, but I hope this was helpful. The intention was to kind of give you my experience as someone who's gone to the park a lot, and this is both side Disneyland and California Adventure. Um, There is a distinct difference between the two and the navigating, so we will definitely kind of dissect that, but just as a whole, this is a general experience that I have around the park, and again, I would just ask yourself, what is the priority? What is the objective for you and your family? Some people really enjoy being in the middle of the excitement, when it's crowded, when the energy is the highest, and and that's wonderful, and I've done it, and I enjoy it, and I totally understand why people would want to do that. Other people want to avoid the crowds, and there are options and ways to do that. And I do think some people think that you can never go to Disneyland because it's always crowded, and that's not the case. And hopefully I was able to provide you with some food for thought to help with your planning. 
I want to thank you again for coming along on this journey with me. I hope you found today's discussion helpful. If you have a question around anything Disneyland related, but specifically on this topic, I welcome those questions and I absolutely will respond to any and all. And you can send me an email at questions at DisneylandDevoted.com. Again, that's questions at DisneylandDevoted.com. Yay, we have reached the end of our discussion today. I had a great time talking with you about Disneyland as always. I hope you will consider subscribing. And until next time, have a magical day. Bye.